Hi, I'm Chris Berry-Trow and I'm taking over today's episode. Here at Link Group, we recently had the honour of sponsoring the IPO Forum at London Stock Exchange. This event was an opportunity for hundreds of UK and international private companies considering a possible IPO here in London, the chance to get together and share insights and learnings from the key players in the capital markets community. As part of this, my team were invited into the London Stock Exchange studios to discuss IPO trends and more. This resulted in a really good conversation between myself and Link Group's very own Steve Playford and Catherine Taylor. So without further ado, I'm now going to hit play so you can listen back to our session and what we had to say. Hello, I'm Chris berry Tro, Director for Business Development and Marketing at Corporate Markets Europe at Link Group. I'm joined today by two of my colleagues, Catherine Taylor, Head of Capital Markets within our Debt and Equity space, and Steve Playford, Senior Manager for our Company Matters Company Secretarial Business. Thank you both for joining me today. Uh, have you ever done anything like this before? I haven't, no. I feel like I live at the London Stock Exchange at the moment with, what, with meetings, but, uh, but no, never been in the hot seat before. So. And Steve? I did something very similar at the Financial Times a few years back when I worked over there and uh, uh, interviewed an, an editor after an event that we had, but I was on the other side of the desk, so I was asking the questions. Uh, so this is a very different dynamic. More in the hot seat this time Absolutely. then, Steve. <laughs> so Catherine, you've recently returned to the uh, capital markets industry. I guess you've focused on debt for a while. You've started a family. So yeah. how's it been since coming back? What changes have you noticed? Yeah, it's been an interesting return, to put it that way. Um, Look, we're not seeing the levels of the IPO numbers that we were seeing five, ten years ago. You know, it's not one, two hundred IPOs a year anymore. Um, but we are seeing an increase in international issues looking at London. Um, that's for some already established jurisdictions like Canada, Cyprus, uh, Poland, where hearings coming back. Um, and we've got some in the trap sort of ready to go this year. Um, but we're also exploring other jurisdictions as well. So uh, companies in Kenya, um, Korea, and of course, the Middle East, which is hot topic at the moment, um, all exploring London listings. So yeah, so it's, it's a change, but a good one. <laughs> good. And Steve, when you think about finance, we sort of automatically think of the cost of living and inflation and everything else that we see in the media. Um, but how has the IPO market been this year so far? Yeah, as Catherine said, Different, um, you know, maybe seeing less <clears throat> um, UK operating companies going to market and more of the, the sort of funds that are coming from overseas and then either uh, setting up operating companies somewhere else and listing on the on the exchange over here or uh, listing directly. We've just finished working with Dar Global, which was a very successful IPO. Uh, it turned around very, very quickly. So the company secretarial work we had to do um, was was very fast and and, uh, and we had to ramp up um, our resources, but it went very smoothly and, and I think ultimately the key thing is it was very successful. Um, it raised six hundred million dollars um, and I was checking this morning and the share price is is still holding it's green. up it 's green it's green. <laughs> So I come from a background of registration. Steve, you obviously focus on company secretarial support for, for companies that are looking to list. But are, are there real benefits when you look at your listing journey holistically and perhaps think of all the services you need and trying to bring that all together? Yeah, I think um, the meetings that I've been involved in, um, particularly the pre-IPO meetings, you might have two or three lawyers, two or three brokers, sometimes another company secretary. And there seems to be an incredibly 
high number of touch points. Um, and I think uh, a company like Link can come in when we can offer uh, share registration, we can offer share plans, uh, share analysis, and of course company secretarial work, all under one roof. Um, I think that's a real benefit to the, uh, to the uh, company. It just means that they, they have to deal with less people. And in the background, we all work very closely together. We seem to like each other. Yeah. Um, and and, uh, and the benefit there is we can get on with the administrative stuff and uh, the companies can, can focus more about their fundraising yeah. or what they do best. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Catherine, Steve mentioned share plans there, which yeah. is usually a sort of post-IPO activity. Uh, but where we are at the moment, you know, we've obviously got a lot of strike action, people suffering with the cost of living, looking for, for higher increases in their salary. And we know share plans are one way that companies can perhaps offer that benefit to employees. But is there perhaps an argument to think about that pre-IPO rather than just being a post-IPO activity? Yeah, look, I think companies did think about it. And, and perhaps they still are. We, we're probably not seeing the same numbers of companies coming to market. So it's, it's difficult to say that, that anything's changed necessarily. But if you look back at the sort of brand names that were coming through five, six, seven years ago, they were all very much focused on bringing their employees on the journey with them. So incentivizing them, making sure they had a vested interest in the success of the business as well. You know, staff retention is improved, you would say, if they have an ownership in that business. So, yeah, absolutely, they should be thinking about it in the lead-up to a listing. Um, one of the things that I do think that they that sh there should be more focus on, perhaps, is, is putting things like an EBT in place. So, we know that the majority of companies, even with smaller numbers of em employees, will put some sort of discretionary share plan in uh, post-IPO. So thinking about warehousing those shares in, you know, at IPO with a view that the share price hopefully is only going one way means that, you know, they are sort of um, well covered for when, when they vest. Yeah. And Steve, going back to sort of your area of specialism, um, obviously compliance, regulation, being a listed company, that, that can be quite onerous or maybe perhaps quite daunting at times. What would be your advice um, to a company looking to list and what's maybe coming down the track from a compliance and governance point of view? So, yeah, it's an interesting one because I do think that a lot of companies that are thinking of listing um, are often put off by the, the amount of regulation. And of course, you know, by becoming a listed company, you do have to do a lot more reporting. Um, you have to, to put in place um, more internal controls. Um, so I think, you know, I can understand why it does look a little bit daunting and it's different to being a private company. But I think if you're a well-run private company, uh, when you do list, uh, you probably won't notice much of a difference. Um, you know, talking to the FRC, um, it's all about making sure that, that companies that are listed are well run. Uh, and I think that's, that's really important. So they're not looking to trip anybody up. They're just trying to make sure uh, that people's money is safe um, because people are starting to invest in these companies. Um, so I personally think that, uh, that, that the things that the FRC do, uh, and of course there's a new corporate governance code yeah. coming out this year, first one for five years. Mm -hmm. um, again, it will be about better reporting, about putting better internal controls in place, um, and just making sure that companies are better run, but they're not completely onerous, and it's all done on Comply or Explain. Um, so I don't think that companies should be put off of listing by the, the compliance and regulation, if they're well run. Okay, thanks Steve. Um, so I guess the general sentiment is the markets are a bit quiet at the moment, picking up. Uh, we're perhaps seeing some of the green shoots of spring. You know, we, we've had more IPOs this year than we sort of had for the whole of last year, or we're on track for that. Um, but what would you sort of recommend to companies in terms of that anticipated bounce back at the end of the year? Should they be getting their ducks in a row now? Yeah, absolutely. And I think to Steve's point, 
actually, even as a private company, getting some of these disciplines in place with company secretaries. We know an AIM company, for instance, you likely will have a general counsel who's straddling multiple roles and plugging in some of these solutions in the lead up to a listing early doors just means you're going to hit the ground running when you are ready to go or when the markets do recover sufficiently. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Look, as you say, we saw 12 IPOs in the whole of last year. We've seen nine so far, I think, this year, almost half of those in the last 10 days. It's looking promising. We are yet to see the, the levels that we used to. Um, but it is looking promising. We know from the, the discussions we're having, the talks we're having around the market with advisors, there are companies in the traps waiting. Q3, Q4, Q1 next year. Watch this space. We're getting there. It's exciting. It's Steve, exciting, yeah. Steve, you were saying you talked to somebody who's maybe looking to list in two years' time already and you're already yeah, engaged with them. Absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, so we are talking to a company that are looking to list and I think uh, what's interesting about that is uh, he's trying to get in early to really understand the language of the IPO and also uh, all of the roles that different people play, like the brokers and the lawyers and, and where we come into it. Um, so we're doing a presentation to his senior team um, to also get them to understand what could be coming down the, the track uh, for, for them. So um, I think that's really refreshing. And I, and I would recommend that all companies do start thinking about IPO a lot earlier uh, and start engaging with, with businesses like us um, to, to really understand what they're what they're letting themselves in for. Yeah, just to add to that, I mean, it's the unknown unknowns. As you say, if you've IPO, if you're a company, you're only going to IPO once, yes. right? The likelihood is. Um, so you don't know what you're getting into. Demystifying that jargon that we like to use, the TLAs, the three-letter acronyms that the city love to use, um, will serve them well going forward. And, and more companies should be doing it and talking to. So they can hold their own, actually, in conversations yeah. with the lawyers and, and the brokers mm -hmm. where they don't necessarily understand what is being discussed. Settlement mechanics, crest, shares. What does it actually mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you both for entertaining the idea of being here with me today. Appreciate it. Thank you, London Stock Exchange, for hosting us. And here's to a much more buoyant market towards the end of 2023. Thank you. And that's a wrap. If you're preparing for an IPO and want to find out how our specialists at Link Group can help you on your journey to success, I'll leave a link in the description. Finally, don't forget that you can also subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on. That way you won't miss an upload. Thanks for tuning in. Over and out.